Hello, 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 and welcome to Zippity Doo Disney, the podcast where we help you make the most of your Disney vacation using tips from experienced people just like you. So sit tight and let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 13 of Zippity Doo Disney. I'm your host, Eric Frenchman, and this episode is titled Tears of Joy for New Tears at Hollywood Studios. Disney just recently announced changes to the Fast Pass tiers at Disney Hollywood Studios, and since I've spent a ton of episodes on visiting Hollywood Studios, I wanted my listeners to get the most up-to-date information. Therefore, in this episode, we are going to talk about Fast Pass Plus, the reservation system, the different tiers that are available at Hollywood Studios, how you should plan your day, and ride recommendations. So sit back. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening, and let's go on that ride. On January 23rd, Disney announced major changes to the Fast Pass Plus reservation system at Hollywood Studios. And since that park is super important with the multiple awesome lands and rides, plus, as I mentioned, I spent a lot of episode on visiting Hollywood Studios, I think we need to quickly dive into it. But before I do, I think I should spend a few moments reviewing Disney's Fast Pass Plus reservation system and how it works. Simply, Disney lets you make up to three ride reservations in advance, either 30 days or 60 days if you're staying at a Disney hotel. Keep in mind, this is the free version. I'll talk about the paid version in a second of Fast Pass Plus. So that 60-day advanced booking is why I always recommend you stay at a Disney hotel. Also, FastPass comes with all valid park passes and costs you nothing, at least this version. So note, there is a paid option when you stay at a club level at a Disney hotel. That does give you up to three more FastPass reservations, and you can reserve 90 days in advance for extra money. This is definitely an advantage for the concierge club slash club level at Disney, and may foretell changes coming down the pike. But for now, forget about it, and let's stick with that free version. In order to use Fast Pass, everyone must have a valid park tickets for the days you want to make the reservations. They also have to be in your party, so you should make sure they're all added to your account. Then at the 30 or 60 day mark, depending on where you are staying, use the app or visit the Disney website and pick your park and rides. You obviously need to use a crystal ball to plan out your vacation 60 days in advance, but by that time, if you've listened to me, you already have your dinner reservations and you should be able to put a good plan for your rides. While planning your trip, Disney will arrange the individual park rides into tiers. Think tier one as a super popular rides and tier two as less popular, less crowded rides. The tiers and which rides are there and how you how many you could book vary by park, so you need to figure out which parks you want to visit and when. For example, at Epcot right now, you can't get a soaring and a test track fast pass on the same day. That causes problems, but we're not going to talk about Epcot. In order to get those most coveted fast passes in a park like the Falcon, Flights of Passage, Slinky Dog, and Soaring, you need to start booking those rides from the end of your vacation to the front. Prioritize which one of those you want and try for that one first. You'll have a much better chance to get one if you look at the end of your vacation, not at the beginning of your vacation. 
Depending on when you go, you could also consider booking your fast passes in the morning. I wouldn't do them super early, but sometime in the mid-morning. This allows you to park hop or go back to your hotel for a swim in the afternoon. So keep that in mind. If you go like us and you go during a super busy season, book your fast passes mid-morning. But if it's a light week, and I'm not sure if that exists anymore, well, I go to the park in the morning and then look to park hop to your fast passes in the afternoon. Of course, that means you're probably in the parks all day long, but it's going to be light, so you'll probably have a blast. Well, you have a blast anyway, but with less people. Finally, the only reason to use a fast pass on less popular rides is to just use them to get out your three reservations when you're making your plans. So if you need to make a throwaway pass, that should either be your last ride or your first ride. Your first ride in case you sleep in or your last ride so you can either blow it off or switch it out. We did that on our last trip. So we were at Hollywood Studios and our last ride was for of the day that we made a reservation for was for the Muppets 3D Spectacular, which we don't mind, but we were done with visiting Hollywood Studios. So what I did was I canceled that one out and then I was able to grab a fast pass for Exhibition, Exhibition Everest, a family favorite over at Animal Kingdom. So that's what I mean. You either make it your, if you need to waste one, you either make it your first ride of the day or your last ride of the day, not in your middle, because then otherwise you've kind of messed yourself up and you sort of booked end yourself. Anyway, back to the rest. So start those four, start with those four critical tips for making your pass, fast pass reservations. I'm going to repeat them. Book at a third, book at the 30, 60 day mark. Set a calendar alert for the morning. I think it's 8 a.m., but you got to double check me. Look at the end of your vacation, not at the beginning for the most popular coveted rides because you'll have a better chance of finding them. And then if you're going for a pretty busy week, book your rides mid-boarding. That allows you to either park up or you could go back to your hotel, or maybe go to Disney Springs for some shopping in the afternoon. And finally, if you need to waste a fast pass in order to get your three out of the out of the way, either make it your first one or your last one. Those are your basic Disney Fast Pass Plus reservation planning tips. Now, let's look at the major changes at Hollywood Studios and how that impacts your planning. As you know by now, if you've been listening, Rise of the Resistance is open, open and using a virtual pass queue for now. This ride, ugh, I mean attraction, is causing huge crowds and therefore huge lines at Hollywood Studios. That sort of ruins your ability to navigate the park quickly and efficiently and then go on other rides unless you don't mind waiting hours. When we went recently at the end of December... Hollywood Studios was packed so badly that we often just wanted to leave when we had gone on just one or two rides. Plus, at that time, Disney had a really awful tier system. You can hear it in some of my past Hollywood uh, Studios podcasts. The old tiering system was really challenging as they put all the great rides in Tier 1 and then all the less popular rides in Tier 2. The Tier 1 rides include like Slinky Dog, Toy Story Mania, Tower Terror, Rock and Roll Roller Coaster. And you can only make one of those per day. So if you're like us and you want to go on multiple Tier 1 rides without huge weights, 
you had to visit Hollywood Studios multiple times and therefore had to pick from the same older Tier 2 attractions. I could tell you from our recent experience going to Hollywood Studios three times or more on your trip wasn't ideal. However, ta-da! Disney just announced tier changes at Hollywood Studios, and that's great news. Here's what the tiers now look like at Hollywood Studios starting February 19th, 2020, which doesn't seem that far away right now. Tier 1 is now just a Millennium Falcon and Slinky Dog Dash. You can only pick one per day, so if you want to go on both without waiting in long lines, you either need to get to the park really early, which probably is not going to help you right now, or book fast passes to Hollywood Studios for two days after your trip. And believe me, I think that's all you should do unless you really want to go to Hollywood Studios for the third day. Now let's look at what they did with Tier 2. Tier 2 includes all the other rides and attractions with the exception of Rise and Resistance. So now Tier 2 includes awesome rides. Yay! They are some of our family favorites like Toy Story Mania, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roll Roller Coaster. That's, of course, in addition to Tier 2 stalwarts like Indiana Jones Show and Star Tours and Beauty and the Beast. But before we talk about planning your trip, don't forget that Mickey and M Minnie's Runaway Train will be opening in the springtime. It's not clear if they're going to use a virtual fast pass like they're doing with Rise of Resistance, go without a ride reservation like they did when the Falcon opened, or put it into Tier 1. So stay tuned, because I think that is going to drive a lot of people into the front part of the park. Or at least us. The tier changes are super tier changes, super exciting, and here's how you should plan your trips. I recommend devoting just two days to Hollywood Studios when you're planning your vacation. One or both of those days should include an attempt to get on Rise of the Resistance. Assuming that they are still going to use the current boarding pass system... This means you need to get to Hollywood Studios 30 to 45 minutes before it opens. Given that, you should make your Fast Pass reservations for mid-morning and early afternoon if possible. I'd only plan on eating lunch at Hollywood Studios unless you want to do dinner at Brown Derby. Note, if you want to eat at Brown Derby, you can always park up back to Hollywood Studios on a different day because Brown Derby is at the front of the park and really easy to get to. Day one, in my opinion, should either be the Millennium Falcon or Slinky Dog, and then fill in Tier 2 with either Rock and Roll Roller Coaster, Toy Story Mania, and Tower of Terror. Personally, I go Tower and Toy Story on day one, and Toy Story and Rock and Roll on day two. Whichever one you'd rather go on, some of the other rides, if you're at Hollywood Studios early for your rise day, I go there on your way into the park. For example, I'd recommend trying to hit Rock and Roll Roller Coaster on your rise morning. The rest of the Tier 2 rides should be available to you with minimum weights. Two exceptions to that would be Star Tours and Alien Flying Saucers. You could try and hit those in your morning too, one on each day, assuming, and this is always my tip, the posted wait times are 45 minutes or less. While I'm not a huge fan of the dining options at Hollywood Studios, here are some of the better options you could plan on for lunch. Brown Derby has a first-come, first-serve outdoor seating option, which is delicious. You could also try and make a, uh, a reservation, advanced dining reservation for the Sci-Fi Diner, which shows old bad sci-fi sci movie clips in an old-school drive-in movie setting, complete with mock cars, all while eating decent lunch foods like burgers and dogs. And finally, the ABC Commissary, which is decent standard Disney fast food. Day true. 
try and go for one of the shows like Indiana Jones or Beauty of the Beast. You can always fill in your days with pictures with Disney characters plus Star Wars characters at Docky Bay 7. Check out some of my older podcasts for that information. That's it. It's now super easy and now super fun. Thanks to those tier changes. And that's a wrap for episode 13. You got a quick refresher course and how the FastPass Plus reservation system works. You also got my tips for planning how to get on the best rides, a quick review of the changes Disney made to the tiering system at Hollywood Studios, and finally, you got my advice for how to plan out your trips. My next episode, which I already have in my head, will be a dive into the brand new Disney Skyliner and take a look at the awesome new hotel, the Riviera. So thanks for listening. And thanks for going on this ride.